this is how we phrased it. It's pretty simple. Is during your time at Redstone, what is the spiritual moment or impact that you believe has shaped your faith in Jesus Christ? Because we are Redstone Church, you know, the three words that mean everything to us, that sums up the gospel clearly, that red stands for the blood of Christ Jesus that was shed for our sins. The stone is the stone that was rolled away on Easter morning, declaring victory over both sin and death and the church is this idea that we can assemble in order to muster up this idea to be a great commission church, um, to, to go into all nations. And so we've got two uh, microphones here and here um, because we would like to cast it to you. You've heard them talk. Now it would be an encouraging moment uh, for you uh, to encourage the faith family. So how would you answer that question? What is the spiritual moment or impact that you believe that has shaped your journey in Christ Jesus? throw it to you. All right, come on up. David Scanlon. We're to applaud David Scanlon, everyone. Hey. Move it up a little bit. Uh, when my wife and I were, were looking for a church in the area, um, this is weird, but I was specifically praying for an older gentleman who was a musician to be playing that morning. And when we walked into Redstone Johnson City our first morning, Scott was up here on guitar and I was like, no way, God. Uh, and so I connected with Scott afterward. Actually, I think Liz connected with us first. Liz came and introduced herself. Uh, and so we got to know the Cottrells. And, you know, Scott's been discipling me, and that's been awesome. Uh, but that wasn't the only moment, because every church I've ever gone to, it's like a default. I just joined the worship team, because, you know, if you're a musician and you're a Christian, you join the worship team. It's just what you do. Uh, and when we joined this church, I felt like the Lord was calling me to wait, and that was new. Um, and so I just didn't join the worship team for the first four or five months we were here. And in December of last year, I was praying about, um, just very generally, about music. Lord, what do you want me to know and what do you want me to do? That's something my parents had kind of counseled me to pray. And I felt a really strong call to join the music team. Uh, and I approached Maddie and said, hey, I might... I think I wanted, kind of like Spencer said, you know, no uh, eloquence. I was just kind of like, hey, I think I might want to do this. And she said, that's awesome because we were praying about you specifically and uh, coming to join this worship team. And so that was like the first answered prayer, with, I mean the, the second one. Uh, and then the third one was this summer, I was asking the Lord again, like, okay, I've been doing this music thing for about six months now. Um, do I keep doing it the same? Do I do something different? Do I do more or less? Uh, and I felt like he was calling me to get a mentor. Uh, and I didn't know what, if that was going to be worship or if that was going to be, um, you know, somebody who was a songwriter, you know, an artist out in the community. And literally, like, ten days later, uh, Maddie's getting coffee with some people on the worship team, and she just kind of approached me and said, hey, I think the Lord's putting on my heart um, to mentor you, kind of come alongside you and, and teach you about leading worship. Uh, and that was like, I don't even have to pray about the answer to this because I've been praying about this. And yes, my answer is yes. Uh, and so that's like three things back to back that the Lord has just, you know, taken what could be very tumultuous, like what do I want to do with this music thing? Uh, and made it very clear the path that I'm supposed to be on. And so Redstone was a part of every single one of those steps. So very happy to be here. 
uh, and praise the Lord for all he's doing. Who's next? All right. Um, body life is what uh, has impressed me about this church. When I had... Um, when I had a tumor removed from my brain, the love and the outpouring, all the food that the ladies brought was so encouraging and it affected my family. And I would just like to, to thank the Redstone women leaders for the women of this church who have ministered to me and prayed with me. So I especially thank Karen and Allie and the and Debbie, and, all, and Liz, who leads the Bible study. So I just thank the Lord for this church and the way it has encouraged me in my walk with the Lord. Sorry, Miss Kathy, I should have gotten up sooner and then I wouldn't have you adjusted. Um, so... I sometimes say that we were kind of on our way to Redstone before we got here because my wife was at a, um, a baby shower and she came home and the first thing she said was, um, I want to go where those women go to church because they love Jesus because it was Redstone women that were there. There were other friends from other churches, but she just marked the amount of women that went to Redstone that loved Jesus. And so we came to Redstone in 2020, which is, as you all know, a really difficult time for everybody. But it was hard to get into a church and feel like you're part of a church. At least it would have been if Redstone hadn't been so deliberate about saying, how do we connect with our people? Um, and so we, we felt welcomed immediately. We felt loved and seen and met people in a time when it was difficult. I mean, the hospitality team. I mean, I met Colin, I met Joe, I met Shelby, I met um, the Grindstaffs, all these people just like that. Um, and we, we all did, our whole family did. But we had come from a church that understood the head, at least they thought they did. Um, that's another story. But as far as the gospel being worked out and being in the word, I think we had kind of felt alone. There was an element of me and Emily saying, well, we need to be in scripture and we need to be doing this, but we didn't feel the encouragement from our, our former church. And there was a moment uh, after we'd been here a while that we came into service. We'd been reading General Moly. We came into service and there were tables. And everybody had like uh, pencils and, and there was like little groups. And there was this service that they said, we want you all to discuss and talk and read and then raise your hand and say, all right, what, what did you recognize from this part of scripture or from this part of, I think we were reading General Noli by Orland. And both Emily and I, as we left, were like, that is what's different, is that Redstone, when, when we arrived, you guys had just finished up, finished up the spiritual gifts. And Redstone believes that we as, as the people of God need to be in the word and acting on the word. And it doesn't matter if you're a hand, a foot, a head, everybody is feeling the spirit moving in them and it's due to them to give that to 
um, the congregation. And that encouragement has been um, amazing for me and my family. So thank you all. We're so glad to be here. My name's Andrew Becker. Um, <laughs> so uh, baptizing two of my girls was uh, just the most poignant memory I've had here, um, both as a man, as a father, um, as, a, as a believer. You know, the, the unity that we have, um, whether, whether children, adults, um, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And, um, you know, we've, we've had seasons that have been hard and challenging, just just. For, for me as an individual, uh, for, our, for our community group. Um, but the Lord is faithful. He's faithful to his family here, his, also to his family um, uh, everywhere. So his, his faithfulness in the midst of hard seasons and in the midst of sweet seasons is just um, something I wanted to share with everybody. But thank you. My wife and I came to Redstone about four years ago. Um, we came from Washington, D.C., where we were really struggling to find community and be plugged into our church. And when we showed up, um, we, we already knew the lounge, and they welcomed us into their community group. Uh, we found fellowship with, with other believers, um, just very free and comfortable um, and immediate when we arrived, which was incredible. Um, but then also the leaders who came around me reminded me of what the Lord was saying in my own life, reminded me of um, what God had done previously in my life. I'm just really thankful for the leaders, the elders of Redstone. Excuse me. helped me discern God's call on my life. You as a body have supported me, have suffered under my sermons, have trusted me with your students. I feel so loved. My family is so loved by you. I'm just thankful for how you've cared for us and trained me send me to seminary. Now you're sending my wife for another theological education. This church means so much to us. And we're just so thankful for every moment 
that you all have listened to the Lord and spoken back what you've heard to me and my wife. So thank you so much for being the body of Christ to me and my family. Redstone. My name is Silas Tolan, for those of you who don't know me. Um, we had just moved back to Johnson City uh, shortly before uh, Redstone broke off from Redeemer, uh, or was sent out from Redeemer. Uh, and um, so we were sitting in the congregation uh, at Redeemer uh, when the commissioning took place. And I think that's when the Lord worked in my heart and, and my wife Molly's heart. Uh, to tell us, hey, you're supposed to be going with them. Um, and so uh, we were not commissioned, but we went anyway. Um, and we're so glad we did because, uh, as Miss Kathy uh, said earlier, uh, the the family of uh, this, this church and the body um, and caring for one another has been so impactful in our lives, whether it's, you know, meals when we have kids born, um, or uh, going through very difficult times. We would not be here, we would not be married uh, if it wasn't for the work of this, uh, the work of the Lord through this church uh, and through um, elders in this church, through uh, people uh, calling us out, you know, me in particular, calling out sin in my life, working with me, um, but then also caring for Molly and our family and, our, and uh, during hard times and during separation. Um, I'm being joined. <laughs> this is Emery. Um, and so anyway, uh, working together as the body, uh, working together, uh, allowing the Lord to uh, use us in the, the lives of others, um, that's one of the things that we are so thankful for in this church. So thank you. I would say is you can teach an old dog new tricks because I don't know if that's a spiritual impact but it's a life impact because I grew up raised my children and loved working in the traditional church and I've always loved serving and wearing many hats but when we were called to come along Redstone it was like a no-brainer because I'd kidded with Spencer for years you just need to start your own church because I had moved here as a trans you know from Mississippi and kind of trying to find my way but where else could serve and so uh, just thinking about through the, that first year it was hard because I came out of a traditional church I came out of a traditional church where programs were established people were established uh, and it was good I have I love the traditional church but it was God that taught me that you know you, you can do church more than more 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 than one way and so that first year was hard because we were the token old people everybody was in 20s or 30s and there was us and so I just kept thinking about the, uh, the uh, Field of Dreams uh, movie where they say, build it, they will come. And so they did. You know, it was a hard, it was a, it was a long time coming, but finally more older people began to come. There's the Triggs and uh, the Cattrails, and that's about it. <laughs> uh, 
But it's been, it's, been a, it's, a, it's been a good ride because God has showed me that you can do church in more ways than one. And that's been an impact on me. It helps me to grow spiritually, to realize that it's what I can do for the church, not what the church can do for me. And to keep that in mind that there's, uh, to use your gifts, you know. And, and my, I've always loved serving and being hospitable. And those are the two things that I love the most. And I've got to use my gift. That's one good thing about uh, Redstone is you get to use your gift. So don't, if you have a gift and you know it, um, don't hide it. You know, just use it. Uh, but this, you've got 10 more years to do that in if you haven't done it already. So. Colin Johnson. Good morning. Um, I'm going to try not to cry too. It's um, it's been awesome. Um, stepping out with a friend we didn't even know really. Carly and I had the blessing of knowing his parents and his sister. They lived next door to us, and we started going to Redeemer um, before that. And my friend was called to start a church, and um, so we went to Chick Fil A in Elizabethan and met him and his beautiful family. And I think there was another one coming. Um, and so we just, Carly and I talked, and um, she was more prompted to go than I was. And so thank you for um, pushing me, baby, to um, step out. And so after a lot of prayer and um, just thinking about it and trusting the Lord, I think you, you, you listen for an audible voice. We've been studying Samuel, and you want to hear the Lord call you to something. But you get a peace and um and just a calling in your heart to to follow something, to do something that seems a little a little crazy, because it's safe to stay in the the church you're in or to stay in the position you are. It's a little easier, and so um, we chose to go, and um, it's been the best ride that we've ever been on. Um, we were talking like the other day. We don't even have friends anymore that aren't you guys. Like we do a little bit, but. It's you all that are our friends and our family, and we just love you. And we, um, my wife loves to go to baby showers, and there are a lot of them with you guys. We've we've watched a hundred kids be born or something. It feels like I remember going to Sam's one day, and we bought like boxes of diapers just to have them ready for you all. And it's been it, it it's been fun, and you guys keep having babies, and we love it. And just the the life that that's going to bring to our church, we are growing. Um, a body that trusts the Lord and he loves you and the kids who are um, learning who you are, Father, through this is just beautiful. And so um, thank you for hearing the calling. Thank you for leading. Uh, thanks for loving our family. Um, it's, it's really what church is about. And so it's been awesome. Thank you, guys.
Hello, everybody. My name is uh, Benny Lau. Um, I'd just like to share a little bit of uh, what first drew Michael and I to this church uh, almost six years ago and why we're still here. <clears throat> so what drew us here was seeing um, the leadership, just how imperfect they are, and they're not trying to hide it, but just that deep, genuine humility that they have, um, a heart that's faithful to what God has called them, um, just to see how it's so um, true all throughout the Bible that God can use our imperfections um, because all he sees is a willing heart. And so, um, so what keeps us still here is we see over the years in Resto lots of messiness, lots of hurt, but um, God is still seeing our faithful hearts. So that's why we're here to do a giant Chugging along, love each other, love each other's imperfections. My name is Karen Trigg, and I don't really want to be up here. But I have to after following that. Um, I think the single most important impact that the Lord has um, just driven to the depths of my heart since coming to Redstone and keeps just reiterating it over and over and over again is, like Fanny said, we're imperfect people, we're messy we fail one another. And I'm just so convinced by the Lord's teaching that his church is the place where he wants to work that all out. And I know that leadership has been through trials and suffering and challenges for 10 years. And I just want to thank you for continuing to show us in application what that looks like. Hi, I'm Brenda. This is my husband, Jeremy, and uh, we've been here. This is our year anniversary at Redstone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I came along first, and Jeremy was back in Blacksburg, Virginia. This is our third move. We've only been married five years, so the Lord is testing us. But I was just thinking about the, the spiritual moment or impact that you believe has shaped your faith journey. Um, we had such a, a wonderful community in the Blacksburg, New River Valley area in Virginia. Um, but the Lord called us here to Johnson City, and we were, I was going to some churches. Jeremy was packing up uh, back in Blacksburg, so he wasn't here every Sunday. And we found this church. People ask, how did you find Redstone? Google, um, Acts 29. Uh, so we had been attending an Acts 29 church in Asheville where we were. That's how we found our church in uh, the Radford area, and this is how we found Redstone. And um, we were just really looking and hungry for that community. And I remember calling Jeremy and 
just, you guys are like ants on sugar. We are um, when new people come in, but in a genuine and authentic way. So this is just an encouragement, uh, not in a superficial um, way, but I just felt so encouraged by um, not just the message that day, but just how many people came up and wanted to get to know me and noticed that I was new. And so that right there was an indication. Um, you know, when you go to churches, and I attended some here where no one knew I was a new person, and that's okay. Those were those are fantastic churches, but that showed me um, you guys are paying attention and you know each other so well that you're very aware when someone comes in who's not maybe coming for the first time. So just an encouragement to us uh, to continue to, doing, to do what we're doing here uh, which is just be community and love the Lord and share the gospel. And um, I know more people will come and, and can benefit from that. So just thank you for welcoming Jeremy and I. Thank you. Still on, still on. Thank you. Um, anyway, now I'm distracted. Um, yeah, uh, in short, um, Lisa and I and the family started coming to Redstone in, on January 1st of this year. And um, um, I'd say to answer this prompt so that I don't get stuck in the trap that a lot of people have uh, have stumbled in through tears um, up here. The uh, the 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 prompt um, to to gather with y'all at um, at summit and to pray um, to adore, not just confess, to give thanks and to ask. Um, and to do that with each of y'all, um, to gather around small tables. Um, that, was, that was the moment. That was the thing that was different. Uh, that was the life-giving nourishment bringing uh, us back to the Lord, um, bringing us back to uh, our first love. Uh, so that would be that would be the moment um, of impact. Once I became a Christian through God, I wanted to get baptized. So whenever we moved to Redstone, I wanted to get baptized here. And so finally I started praying to get for God to help me. And then a couple months after that, I decided I was ready to get baptized. And so on Sunday, I decided that I was ready. And so I came up on stage, and 
then through God, he helped me pursue it, and I was baptized through God. Mike. You hate to cut it off, right? Um, so at Redstone Church, there is a table on the logo for, the, for a reason. Um, let me just reread the passage that we were going to preach through, but we're not anymore because God's been faithful to speak through his people. But let me just remind us once again of this great banquet in Luke 14 that we believe helps us to understand our mission and our vision and it will compel us for the next 10 years, hopefully for the rest of our lives. So there was one that came and reclined at table with him. And when he heard these things, he said to him, this is Luke 14, verse 15, blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Jesus said to him in a parable, a man once gave a great banquet, and he invited many. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. And they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I've bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me be excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I have to go examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to, his, to the master. And the master of the house became angry and he said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the servant said, Sir, you commanded me, and it has been done. And still there is room at the banquet, at the table, in the room. There's still room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in, that my house may be Filled. For I tell you, none of these men who are invited shall taste my banquet. And we want our table to be filled. We believe that there are three very distinct tables in the New Testament that compels us. First and foremost, there are tables like this where Jesus would sit across from either an enemy or or a disciple, and he would come alongside them and just banter about what the kingdom really is. And we are compelled in real time, in real space, to sit with people who disagree with us, to be able to compel them to the kingdom, but also to come alongside brothers and sisters, to talk about the kingdom, to compel one another that the kingdom is real, and it's here and now. 
And to do that in both discipleship relationships, but also as an evangelism tool that the kingdom is real and the kingdom is now. That's the first table. The second table that is as real as every Sunday morning is the Lord's table. And this is a table, the table that's been set. There's two in the back and two in the front that we are compelled to each and every Sunday. Because we believe that after the reading of God's word and the preaching of God's word, that we should all respond, that we should all see and savor Jesus Christ and him alone. Because this whole thing is not about us. It's about him and his faithfulness and his goodness. And so on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he came to a table. He welcomed a new family, not of his own blood, but his disciples later on that will be apostles, this new family that was formed, and he shared to them exactly what was going to happen. My body broken, my blood shed for you. And that second table is not just one of conversation and camaraderie, but one where we commemorate and we understand and we celebrate the Lord's table until he returns because our hearts will tend to run away from him and we need to be reminded every seven days that the gospel is real today and the gospel is good for me. And we do that week in and week out to remind us of that. But then we say Christ has died, Christ has risen, but then we say with great expectation that Christ will come again. And when he comes again and he gathers people to himself, what will he do? And where will he gather us? Around a table. A table that's wonderful and good. He will be the host of the table. And every tribe and every tongue and every nation will be gathered there to welcome his presence. And to eat not out of scarcity, but out of abundance and goodness and grace. And so we have been invited and we have shown up. What is it, what is the next ten years should be for us? Is to go out to the highways and the hedges and compel others that they need to get into the room to seek and to savor the Christ Jesus, the one that has changed our lives. Not just a moment, but every moment of our lives has given us purpose and he's given us grace. And so, brothers and sisters, where is he taking us? He's taking us, Isaiah 25, he's taking us on a mountain of the Lord, the Lord of hosts, who will make for all people a feast, a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well-defined. Do you know what Jesus' very first miracle is in the Gospel of John? He goes to a wedding feast where things have dried up and he resurrects the party. He comes and he brings good food. He brings the best wine. And he will, at that moment, he will swallow up on this mountain and covering that will cast over all people, a veil that was spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. This is the supper that we will go to where death will never be another remembrance at all. And the Lord will wipe away tears from all of our faces. This is the promise. Not now, but eventually he will wipe away all tears from all faces. 
and the reproach of his people he will take away from all earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord that we have waited on him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. This is the table of the Lord. Amen? And so our little church here in North Johnson City tries to emulate that day in and day out, week in and week out, year in and year out, and now we can say decade in and decade out. He's been faithful. We can look back and say, thanks be to God. We want to stake now and look into the future and say, who will we be? We always want to be a people about the table. Amen. And so let's eat. Let's come around a table. Come around a table of the Lord. Let's eat. For this is a table of remembrance of what Jesus has done. He's cast our sins as far as from the east is from the west. He remembers them no more. He tells us to come to the table and let us celebrate not our goodness, but his goodness. Not our faithfulness, but his faithfulness. Let's come around the table and let's eat. Let's come and remember that we'll remember what he's done from this day until he returns. And that's what God's people will do. We continue to wait on his return. So how will he find us? Hopefully, we'll be a people that have gathered around the Lord. So this morning, we're going to do communion just a little bit differently. We're going to take communion together. And so if you are walking with the Lord and, and want to um, partake in this, we would encourage you to go around the table and get the elements, both a piece of bread and also just a little cup of juice. And before uh, taking, we would encourage you to create a circle around this gym, and we will remember the Lord's table together, okay? So go ahead and grab your elements, circle up, and then we'll read 1 Corinthians 15 together.